Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, uh, we were talking about Gunnosaurus. Of course, there was developing news during the day regarding Gunnosaurus. But when we spoke to the creator of Arsenal's mascot, uh, then 11-year-old um, Peter Lovell, uh, he was very entertaining, wasn't he? He was, and it was mascots all the way as we interviewed the Grimsby mascot who ran around the uh, stadium for in aid of charity. He did, Virtual yeah, for, for the London Marathon. He was a nice guy. He had his own take on Gunnosaurus. Away from Gunnosaurus, we did major on that today, uh, was Paul Carrick, musician, Sheffield Wednesday fan, the voice of uh, Squeeze during his career, How Long, Mike and the Mechanics, lovely bloke. Yeah. We had a good chat with him. And not a mascot in any sense, but it was good to talk to him. It was, yeah, yeah. So here it all Clips is. Clips of the month. Clips of the month. Oh, yeah, of course. Clips of the month. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And I don't know if you saw the front page story of the uh, in the Sun today about uh, George Michael's former boyfriend Kenny Goss insists he's still entitled to a massive monthly allowance. Eleven okay. years after the couple's bit, I always thought he should. I wasn't be the... expecting you to start there. Wait, the day wait, after I'm bringing it back. To, I'm bringing it back to sport. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Just be enough. patient. Fair enough. Just be... Okay. I always thought he should be the manager of Macclesfield, where he'd be Mac Boss Kenny Goss. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like Macclesfield boss Dave. Dave. Dave Moss, yeah, yeah. exactly. That always, <laughs> you've got to have a system. Yeah. And uh, Abby, I love, did you see, of yeah. all the transfer stories, Andy, mm. the best have to be Albert Adoma's reason for going back to QPR, apart from the fact he's a QPR fan. Mm. But uh, it comes from that. He used to play for our local team. Uh, did he really? I went to the local school, yeah. Oh, right. He's quids in, Albert, because he said he was in White City the other week and was going to buy mm. the club uh, shirt in the in the shop. Oh, right. Okay. But he said, I'll, I'll hang on. He said, now I'm getting one for free. <laughs> So all, all the reasons to to, yeah. to move from a club. That's a pretty good one, isn't it? It is. And uh, I don't know about whenever anybody wears a sheepskin. Of course, you know who they're going to be compared to. And uh, Abby Clancy, Peter Crouch's wife, was wearing yeah. a very, particularly nice sheepskin. But of course, it says Abby does a motty. And then <laughs> motty look fab for Ab. Honestly, yeah. Um, has she, ever a man model, been, <laughs> Abby Clancy embraces her inner John Motson. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a comparison that's often made, is but, it? Really, I suppose it's football related because of Peter yeah. and stuff. So I suppose it works from that. It point sort of does. I, I remember when Motti came to Chel- Cheltenham, not Chelmsford. He never came to Chelmsford. He oh, went racing at Chelmsford. Just give up How now, many people really? have you maimed in Chelmsford? <laughs> 
<laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, when he came to Cheltenham, and yeah. uh, I put on the the jacket, you put his coat on. I didn't put you? his coat on. Yeah. Was, it was a good feeling. No yeah. question about it. Did so. you? Would you get superpowers? Did you suddenly? <laughs> With well, lots of stats immediately coming <laughs> to mind. To get, it's like, like Billy's you, boots. You have to say The minute you put it on, everything <laughs> is statistical. That's the fourth time. <laughs> fourth time I've had a cup of tea this week. <laughs> that's right. Can't help yourself. Like the whole, you world, is, all, whole world is led by stats. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And uh, looking at the court circular, it's good to see the royal family getting back to work now after doing a lot of Zoom meetings and yeah. such. And the Duke of Kent, our old friend there, uh, yesterday received uh, Mr Stephen Nyman. That was quite Kent's brave of you, considering how you've been getting all the words wrong. <laughs> That could have been a career ender. <laughs> be the first yeah. time. Kensington Palace. We're not venturing into the rural parts of Kent this afternoon, are we? <laughs> no, we're not. In any of your stories? No, we're not. Good, that's good. I'm, I'm, we're safe. <laughs> the Duke of Kent, patron of the Hanover Band, this morning received... The Hanover a, Band? Yeah, Mr Stephen Nyman, on the occasion of the orchestra's 40th anniversary. And, of course, he only allows them to play one tune. That's the problem here. Da, 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 da. Yeah, Does he the idea him, there. Hello, Nyman. Is how he, is how he introduces <laughs> himself to him. I like to think he yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it still had a bit of sport element to it. There you would admit. Yeah. And, uh, was one... you, were you expecting any business? <laughs> well, I suppose you lost a player. Well, you didn't lose a player. Um, Loftus-Cheek went to Fulham, didn't he? Yeah, I was going to talk about all that with it when we do it with John Cross. OK, I can well, do it we now can. If, you no, if you've got more fluff... No, I've got more fluff. People get, like a bit of fluff. They've had of quite fluff. a lot of transfer we some, news. We've got some hard-hitting sports news now, for you. Now, I owe uh, Lisa O'Sullivan a little bit of an apology yesterday. Oh, I sort of When she said, oh, uh, whatever this tennis player, what her name was, I can't even remember now. But anyway, this one of these players, Sigmund. Sigmund, that's right, a German player. German player. She Siegmund, yeah. Laura Siegmund, yeah. She was, um, <laughs> she was having a pot of noodles. She, she was a pot of noodles. And I said, oh no, surely that's a pot noodle it rather than a pot noodle. noodle. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was. A, it was actually. Lisa was right. It was it, a, a pot of noodles. She's having egg fried rice today. Apparently, yeah, it looked like someone had run out to Wagamama's for her. <laughs> but um, we did think it's it's a bit of an odd thing to have. I mean, if mm. you've uh, there was we had years and years ago. We 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 just got chatting about various stuff, and somebody phoned in one Friday night a long time ago, and said that um, that, that his Sunday team wasn't going too well, and half time. Uh, they, I don't know, maybe they've been on the ale, they were all a bit dehydrated. But he handed round some of his mum's rock cakes. <laughs> <laughs> and they went out and won the game. He's a bit dry. Yeah, a bit cloying <laughs> at half-time in a game when you've probably had a skim for the no, night before. Deal. But they were a game-changer for them. Mm. But, I mean, if, the idea of, you know, if you if you go and watch the footage, it's not just, you know, she has an energy bar and that doesn't sater, does it? So no. she looks up to the box again, goes, get me something to eat, because the other player was having some treatment, she was having a medical treatment time out yeah. so it allowed, I mean really it was such a long medical time out she could have had a three course <laughs> meal could have gone back to the she's right they used to listen times. to your body she said she felt you know she wanted yeah. mashed potatoes she wanted some sort of carb yeah, infusion they didn't so, have you know. mashed potato there Andy Smart's eating it all so <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> all the world's mashed potato yeah, but true. they did have um, some noodles so they went and got her and, but she was golloping it down she must have had terrible indigestion yeah you wouldn't I mean, imagine it was it, great for her. She was slinging it down her neck because she obviously knew she didn't have a great deal of time. She, she won seven five six two. That's over right. Paula yeah. Bedoza. Okay, <laughs> you'd be anyway, delighted to know that. Maybe we can. We can. Uh, we're, we're, it's yeah. Lisa told us what was going on yesterday, mm. but we wondered if it was a pot noodle. Maybe she was a student or something. <laughs> anyway, uh, we can talk to Lisa now. It's going to keep us in touch with yeah. the uh, French Open. Here's quite an amazing story. Have you ever seen anything like that before, Lisa? I mean, we see players having a banana or an energy bar, etc., but mm. not a full blown meal generally. Do we? While they're sitting courtside halfway through a match. No, it, it's really quite remarkable. I have seen um, at the US Open before players bringing on 
Starbucks. <laughs> really? Really? But yeah, because they have them there, but they were kind of like a fruity tea kind of drink rather than a, okay. a mocha chocolate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be, that would be great you, for running get, about. Get your buzzing. You'd have that, you'd have that yeah, little caffeine drop, double, though, in the fifth. Yeah, double test, espresso yeah, for that. That's right. But it was interesting because the chair umpire, Fergus Murphy, was speaking to her um, after the match and he said, Oh, I've never seen anyone order a Chinese before <laughs> yeah. while they're playing tennis. That's why I said she can have egg fried rice today. It was impressive, yeah. They'd just be shouting. They'd be holding up numbers, won't they, soon, just from the <laughs> bench to tell the coaches what they want. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Well, on a day when everybody was uh, talking about the transfer window, possibly because they thought it was a, d- a good day to bury bad news, mm. Arsenal decided to lay off Gunnosaurus, their beloved mascot of many years, and the man inside the suit. On the same day, they spent forty-five million on a player. It's, it, a bit, it's not great. Whatever is it? it cost them, in terms of bad PR, it probably wasn't great value for money. Um, we've we've seen a lot of the fans upset. We've even seen a kind of crowdfunding page, which has already got about ten grand in it, raising funds to save Gunnosaurus. Source. We've had Piers Morgan and Holly Willoughby and Jack White are all weighing in on it. Um, so we thought we would chat to uh, the person whose creation it was. It was uh, then 11-year-old Peter Lovell. It's young. a great story. Uh, it was a club competition and uh, he won it and uh, he joins us now. Good afternoon, Peter. Hello, guys. Yeah, good look, Good to talk to you. Um, we're, we're to, to first, take us back to how y- your mascot was the one that uh, has appeared at Arsenal for all these years. It's so, it's so amazing just to hear you even just recount that. I have to pinch myself. Um, but but like, like you say, it's uh, you know it's wonderful. They hosted a competition, um, the Junior Gunners competition to design a mascot. And I, uh, at the time, little 11-year-old lad, was really into Jurassic Park and Arsenal. So I just sat down on the table and drew this uh, uh, kind of Barney-esque, friendly dinosaur. And, you know, suddenly Gunnosaurus Rex, the name came to me. And we sent it off and... Uh, yeah, messages left because there's no phone, mobile phones in those days at a hotel reception to say, and Arsenal have called and you've won the competition. And it was like, wow, what, what the hell's going on? What a crazy, crazy thing to live through. And it's been, it's been so cool ever since, really. And it, it captured, I was going to say, it captured the imagination because rarely do mascots last this long, uh, really. They're know, always yeah. tweaked or redesigned along the way. But, I mean, he's, he's had some longevity, hasn't he? He really has. And I think, you know, you, you listen there, some of the kind of fallout from this just cruel, like, as you said, strange, flabbergasting decisions from, from what they've done. I think that comes because he's, he's so loved and it's just it's just one of those moments where whatever I, I put down on paper just kind of went so well into the kind of psyche of everybody. It was just the right kind of mascot for that club and he's just so cool. I mean, I know I'm a little bit biased, but he's the best mascot in the whole sporting world. And, uh, <laughs> you, you are know, biased. What, what they've done today is like, what? what What's, what's that all about, guys? Or you know, yesterday's decision just seems insane to me. Absolutely flabbergasted. Your original design, it's amazing how closely they followed it exactly. And, uh, you know, it was a, a fine piece of work for somebody of 11 years old. I mean, did you go on to do that sort of thing? What did you go on to do? Well, thank you for that. Um, uh, yeah, they only changed the colour, didn't they? So I think it is pretty uh, pretty true to the original concept. But uh, it's a weird one. I ended up in the creative industry. I work in the computer games industry. Uh, now, you know, fantastic job, really awesome uh, working as a recruitment director for gaming. So kind of combining that, I was always really creative, really liked to draw, um, and that sort of really helped to inspire me. So credit to Arsenal, you know, for an 11-year-old, it filled me with confidence from that age to win that competition. Really was a life-changing event for me. So I'll always be grateful. Now they just need to 
bring him back or, or let me go be the guy inside and this poor Jerry can't come back for whatever reason. The um, the, the club uh, kind of kept in touch, haven't they, to the point where they were alerted to, to your wedding day and uh, and you had a surprise guest. Absolutely, and that was, again, just one of those what-is-going-on moments. Uh, he, yeah, uh, Jonasaurus turned up on the wedding day and uh, a big reveal. None of us uh, really knew about it, obviously. Only a couple of people knew. Uh, my whole family are kind of Arsenal going back generations, so it really was one of these uh, uh, unbelievable moments. And I got to talk to Jerry a little bit inside. You know, it really didn't dawn on me until that moment that it, it was the same guy that's been doing this for well, 27 years. And uh, again, you know, wonderfully sort of said, you know, really, you know, my little drawing really changed that that chap's life. And yeah. uh, again, it's a really humbling, humbling experience, but. Also, obviously, being at a wedding, I was pretty drunk. I was very, very kind of cuddly with him and all that kind of stuff. It was, uh, <laughs> it was a really, truly amazing moment. Yeah, it is a strange decision, and you wonder why. With the, the, the home games are shown, every game is shown at the moment, why he can't be on the sidelines. I mean, he, he can be tested like anybody else. He, he's got that big head on. He's going to test a dinosaur for no, COVID. Even just watching him, you know, before matches, um, just, just, you know, high-fiving the players, they're coming off coaches. And it's his presence. He's just got such a great presence, that match. I'm up with everybody. Yeah. And I, I just really can't imagine why... You would you would mothball him over this over this time, and I think that you know Ozil's on what three hundred fifty grand a week. I'd rather I'd rather he just he just took two weeks wages off him and kept Gunnarsson then for you know forever. You know it just seems so silly, and like I say, commercially and sentimentally, it seems to be a bit of a, a backfire. Obviously, in terms of like what what the fans are thinking. And it's an own goal, I think. Yeah, I think it is. And yeah. you said it's the same guy that when you were eleven that day, and you walked around the pitch, you had a chat with him that day, and then you was at the wedding, and it was still the same guy in the suit. That's he's right. he's been doing this. For a long every, time. Every weekend, you know, religiously for 27 years, how much he's given to that cause. I mean, really, truly amazing guy. I think I read on one of the articles yesterday, something like he, uh, he missed his brother's wedding or something to, to still stay true to be, you know, the mascot for the weekend. And obviously loves what he loves what he does, really infused with that kind of passion for it. So it just, it does seem really sad. I don't know the whole story and to do with anything going into the background, but uh, just in terms of... I don't even go like you say. I just I was flabbergasted by it. And honestly, my phone's been blowing up for 24 hours on it. People just go, I can't believe they've done this. You know, yeah. like How much money could it save? Really, can't save that. It must be, I don't know what he was paid, but he, I wouldn't imagine it's an absolute fortune because he loved doing it. So well, it's, it's going up. I've just looked at it. It's gone up. Maybe it's us talking about it because there's about 150 quid gone on it since we've been chatting. It's just <laughs> it's nine thousand nine hundred and sixty-six pounds now to save Gunnosaurus. A guy, a fan called George Allen, has done it on GoFundMe. I mean, they're looking to get 70 grand. I hope that's not what he earns a week, because then I could possibly understand <laughs> it. But... Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I hope people do do that. And honestly, if there's any Arsenal players listening or any Premier League players that love that mascot, jump on there. It's petty cash for them. They could really do something to, yeah. to save a guy like that. You know, it's, uh, it's a great thing. And, and I, you know, it has, it has to be overturned. Obviously, the mascot's not going to be sunset, but I really hope that that Jerry gets that shot again because um, you know, what, what, what a dedication that he's given. It's very, it's very un-Arsenal like. They've, they've always been yeah. brilliant. Junior mm. Gunners has always been brilliant. They've done great work in the community. They're a really good club like that. It does seem a bit out of whack and I just hope that you know, they they might think about it and think yeah. this is you know, this is not great yeah. PR. We've we've made a bit of an error of judgment, or maybe they're just thinking when the games are back, he'll he'll come back. I don't know what come officially back, yeah. has been said, but but it, you know they could still he could still be doing stuff like Andy said on TV mm. or yeah. going around the hospitals and doing bits and pieces. It's like they could still be out there in the community. 
he's actually hit the nail on the head. I think the Arsenal's got a reputation for, for doing the right thing mm. in these kind of things uh, historically. So this one just uh, just uh, it just doesn't sit right. It just seems to be a you know, what's the reason? It could be the reason that none of us know, obviously. But uh, for me, it just it, it does seem like a big own goal, and I hope that they do something about it because even now, you know, having having Gamera at the, at the stadium, and, uh, even without fans, it's still, still a nice thing. It's nice to see on the television. He's such a such an awesome mascot. It might be like Frankenstein's monster, though, Peter. He might come back to you and say, "You owe me a life. You created me." Yeah. He's gonna have to get. You have to give him a job in your office. He's gonna have to work in uh, work in comp- recruitment in the games industry. <clears throat> Cool, Jerry. We'll sort something out. Honestly, that would be fantastic. And if that if that costume is just sat, you know, in a in a corridor somewhere at the Emirates, then I wouldn't mind loaning it for a bit, really. Yeah. It just feel feel fantastic to walk around the house, you know, in, in the in the thing that I kind of created at eleven. So there's there's all kinds of angles I've been thinking about with this recently. But yeah, incredibly strange decision. I really hope that you know for Jerry himself but, and the others. I think there's fifty five people made redundant. It's not just him, obviously. So it's like you just think hope hope that sense wins out at the end with this stuff. Good stuff. I wouldn't imagine it's that fragrant after a summer of football. Yeah, it might be a yeah. bit. I mean, he might need a fumigator. Yeah. He's going to be replaced no by uh, the new mascot, Unai Saurus. It's based on <laughs> oh, Unai Emery. Yeah. Is it really? He goes around going, Good evening. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> only, he only comes out for night games. That's right. They'll be fantastic. <laughs> well, lovely to talk to you, Peter. It's a yeah, great story. All the best. All the best. There we are. Peter Lovell there, the, the then 11-year-old who created Gunnosaurus. But yeah. there is His a letter is steam. fantastic that he wrote with, yeah, with the whole thing, his good. whole concept of it. Was brilliant. A, a very un-Arsenal like this. But um, anyway, we will uh, we'll keep an eye on things. Yeah, 9,966 9, pounds already raised. Incredible. Uh, and uh, GoFundMe, save Gunnosaurus. <laughs> It's uh, and you see Valencia. They they said they'd signed him yesterday. They put out some social media really? stuff. They were suggesting he go to Spurs. Yeah, they Tottenham could sign him just to wind him up. <laughs> he really could. Put him in a Tottenham. He wouldn't do it, would he? I don't think I can see that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. <laughs> Frank works. Sinatra. That works, big band. Isn't <laughs> Brilliant, it? isn't it? Some songs, <laughs> some songs don't. As is, I, I never got on with Frank's version of Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Robinson. You ever heard that? <laughs> yeah, it's um, right. here's yeah. to yeah, not for me. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. But some do, and that does. Uh, that is uh, our old mate Paul Carrick, a regular guest here on the show. Last time we saw him, he was uh, chatting about touring. Of course, uh, forthcoming tour. He's, he's often on the road around uh, the UK and Europe. But of course, the pandemic has put pay to that. But he has news of how you can see him live over the next couple of weeks and he joins us now good afternoon Paul hello Paul Andy you okay yeah, yeah good, lovely thanks. to talk to you that's great that, that works really well what, that's from a what uh, did you play I missed it we what played how play? we played the swing version of how long oh, okay yeah yeah. Well, we tried it every other way. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, this was is, uh, you work with a sort of big band in Germany is that right for this? Yeah it's something I, I did about 10 years ago I'm, they invited me over out of the blue to make a, an album, a Christmas album, and I went over, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And I've done odds and sods, you know, over the years. Usually, go over at Christmas and do a couple of concerts. But um, so they got this um, TV special, and they needed a guest vocalist. And um, they, you know, they asked me if I fancied it, and I went over. We did this TV special, did a, a, a whole range of repertoire. You know, they worked up a couple of my tunes, and uh, mm. we did some classics and that and um 
And they said, well, if you want to put it out as a CD or an album, uh, you know, feel free. So we just put it out for the fans. It's a bit of a sideline, but um, it was fun. It was great. I enjoyed yeah. it. It's called Another Side, is that right? Yeah. That's right, yeah. 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 You've got there's something, <clears throat> there's uh, Come Rain or Come Shine and um, mm. uh, Danny Boy's on there, Got You Under My Skin. So got a lot of sort of standards as well as some bits and some Nick Lowe song on there, say Ray yeah. Charles. Yeah, that, I think the Ray Charles thing is a bit near, you know, that's uh, my favourite. Sticks and Stones are mm. great. Uh, Ray Charles song that's more my kind of neck of the woods you know a few of the other songs are a bit challenging you know <laughs> but, yeah. uh, I enjoyed it I really did yeah. did you have a hand in the arrangements because obviously you know some of these songs are yours so I mean yeah. is it? did you sort of work with them on that or did you just rock up and sing them I'd love to say I did but no I, did. I mean these are these are proper pr- musicians you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old cowboy you know I mean uh, I'm totally totally self-taught you know I can't, I, I can't even read music but uh, no but as I say I've had this relationship with them for a while now and um, I just said you know if, if you get on with it and as you say I, I rocked up to Stuttgart and there's the band that's set up um, you've got 16 17 piece uh, horn section on one side you've got a 12 piece string section on the other me in the middle with a mic and it's one take wonders, you know. It's uh, so I, I could have. Uh, I, I can't help feeling I could have sung this better and that better, but uh, it's still a great thing, and it, it's captured live, you know. So brilliant, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you're doing a live performance, aren't you, online that people will be able That's to watch? Right. Tell us a bit about yeah, that. Yeah, we've. Well, it's a bit of a mad punt, but um, um, it's a week on Thursday at eight thirty. Um, it's the but it's my normal band with the full kit and caboodle. I mean, because, you know, we had a whole uh, year of touring lined up. We mm. managed to get 30 gigs, I think it was, under our belt. But then we were supposed to go to Germany and Holland and Belgium, Australia. But um wasn't to be. And so we'd just been sitting there twiddling our thumbs in that sense, waiting for things to open up. And, it, it, you know, it's not <laughs> been looking too optimistic. So we took a uh, venue, a fantastic venue in Leeds, Town Hall, and I took the whole uh, touring setup in there, the lights, the staging, the full band. And um, it, it's going to go out on uh, a week on Thursday, as I say. And the to access it, you have to go to my website, which is net, and you have to get a pass. I'm afraid it is pay-per-view, so mm-hmm. you have to get 15 quid it is. But, I mean, if there's three, four, five, dare I say six of you, then um, you're not too bad. And it's on there for 24 hours, and I think it's going to be great. I mean, I haven't seen it, but, you know, we had 12 cameras in there. It's a proper job, you know. Yeah. And obviously people people who were coming to see you this year, I'm sure they'll be up for, for spending the money because they, they were committed to doing that anyway. Well, it's a lot cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> going to a gig, and, you know, you're sat at home. So it's not ideal in terms of, you know, we're all wondering where, where we're going with this, but... Um, it, it was great for the band to have something to work towards, you know, mm, yeah. and look forward to. And uh, it was, it was and people say, was it a bit weird, no audience? So obviously it was a little bit, but um, first and foremost, you know, we're musicians and we enjoy playing together. And, yeah. and we certainly did after six months of not doing, 
We're, it was great. We're going to talk about. Um, we're going to talk to a sports psychologist later on about um, footballers playing in front of empty stadiums and the effect that has. And I was just going mm. to say that to you. It must be weird because you know, there's being in the studio and there's playing live, um, yeah. and you know, and getting that buzz off the crowd. Yeah, of getting course. getting a buzz off of people watching you play and then finishing a song, big ending to a song, and then there's silence. Yeah. It must be a bit of a weird experience. Well, a little bit, but as I say, um, not as weird as I thought it might be because it was just. It was that good mm. to get back playing yeah. with the full band. I mean, we've all been doing bits and pieces um, from home and all that, and mm. which is okay. And we're doing what we can, people. But um, you, you know, it was just, as I say, great. I mean, I've, I've had these lads together twenty years, and um, we we know a lot of this stuff back to front. But it, you know, everybody did a little bit of work at home, and um, when we got to the the venue, and it was everything set up and um, we just did a little sound check and then went for it as if we were playing a normal gig. Mm, brilliant. And, and, yeah. Uh, we, we should talk a bit of Sheffield Wednesday because obviously they've started with the handicap of a 12-point deduction, mm. but win a couple of draws, one defeat. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it could have been worse, couldn't it? Oh, it could have been worse, yeah. And, it, it you know, a bit unlucky on Saturday, last-minute sort of injury time uh, equaliser from QPR. They probably... Uh, deserved it, but uh, you know we were obviously hoping to get another three big points there. At least, I, I mean, I've seen the games online and everything, and and they seem to be up for it, up, mm. up for the fight. You know, which is, uh, you know, there's been a lot of changes. I think it brought in some decent players, and um, yeah, I'm I'm optimistic that we'll we'll be okay. Yeah, our championship man, uh, championship manager, our championship expert tells us that you will survive. He thinks there's three worse teams than, than you in the league. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, we're a, I think we're a whole lot better than we were second half of last season. Mm. First off, we weren't bad. Uh, second off, God knows what happened. Um, <laughs> but well, no, it was obviously something up because we we just hit terrible form. It was just a, as well we had a decent first half. And it looked for a minute like we was going to go down. But um, I think, as I say, they look to have a lot more fight in them. Obviously, it's early days. But um, I'm, I'm hoping they'll be OK. Yeah. I, I, I think they will. We, um, we're hearing today that the O2 is going to be open for some gigs, socially distanced gigs, and a few venues have started to open up. So we hope football yeah. goes the same way as well, mm. really. I mean, I think yeah. with, all, with all these stories of allowing a few thousand people into the O2, it does put more mm. pressure on the government to say... Hey, what Surely about, football stadiums what about, outdoors. What about safer. football? They're outdoors and they're bigger venues, and you can get you know even if if you get twenty percent in there, that should still be okay with all the protocols. You would have thought so. I mean, I've been thinking <laughs> that way for about football, and as you say, the, you got a, like Wembley the, <laughs> the other day, the, the um, international, and uh, you think well, they could lose a few people in there usually, yeah. but <laughs> obviously it's a different different thing for. Uh, venues where people are cooped up but let's hope yeah i'm i am optimistic i'm hearing things that you know um let's, we just got to get on top of it and um but for, in the meantime people are doing what they can yeah and um, I'm, i've got i've got a little studio here at home which is great i've been using the time working on new stuff and a few co collaborations you know remotely and all that stuff so it's 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 not been too tragic apart from the fact we've got no money coming in yeah of course yes, yes. <laughs> well Paul lovely to talk to you um, paulcarrot.net all the details of the gig 
uh, are on there. Now you can watch Paul's show from Victoria Hall in Leeds and the album Another Side is also available now. We'll play out with an, another one people will know from your back catalogue, uh, the song with Mike and the Mechanics, The Living Years. So we'll catch up with you soon, Paul. All the best. Thanks a lot, lads. Take Appreciate care. it. Cheers. Cheers. As well as you hear. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Barry Glenn Denning, of course, you'll know from the warm-up every Sunday, was tweeting mm. earlier on. And he made a good point. He said, despite watching Sky Sports News for four straight hours earlier today, there was not a single mention of Wilf Zaha being linked with any kind of move at all, which is possibly the most interesting thing to not happen today. <laughs> and it's a good point, though, isn't it? Because everything, just... no one really, is, he never came up, Wilf. I mean, no. I think they, you know, Palace had made it clear what was going on. But be, you would have thought someone might have made a late move and just chanced yeah. their arm. Maybe they did, we just didn't hear about He's it. He's just got to settle down and make the best of it. It's a kind of golden handcuffs, really, isn't it? You know, he signed the contract, so what can he do? You yeah. Know, he, he shouldn't have signed that long-term contract, basically. Yeah. But I saw did. him on social media having a, a bit of a pop back yeah, at, uh, at Cass, who, uh, who, who was, wasn't massively impressed with his performance. It wasn't one of his best games, was it? I think he'd be the first no. to say that. Uh, against your lot on, no, he was, on he the was, weekend. He, was out, he wasn't in the game at all. No. Uh, talking of Hal robson Carney, we wish him well, of course, yeah. and uh, bumped into him, didn't I, about I know you said, five or six weeks I ago. I know you saw him in, Funny in the pot garden. I organised, I organised, I ordered some of his turmeric boosters. Oh, have you? Are you been yeah. on the... Because that's when Hal joined us on the show. He's in, yeah. the, he's in the turmeric booster business. I don't know, I was reading about it this morning. I thought, oh, from they, football, they sound good. I think I might get some of those, so I'll, I'll let you know how what, I do with them. What will they do for you, Andy? <laughs> They're supposed to be a, a natural anti, no natural anti-inflammatory. Okay, so are you I feeling quite inflamed at the moment? I'm very inflamed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. 
Lots of things inflame me, let's be honest. That's, that's very true, yeah. I mean, one mm. of them which I can't actually share with the audience because you'd be shocked and horrified <laughs> who he's turned on now. <laughs> well, I'm not the only person that thinks <laughs> We won't go down that route because no. people will hate your Andy and we wouldn't I know, you yeah, know. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's not this bloke, though. The yeah. Korean YouTube star who plans to visit Plymouth so the fans can hear really? his Devon accent. <laughs> Song J Kong twenty nine is basically. Uh, I've does, seen this lad. He's yeah. on YouTube. He does. He, he does the regional accents. All right, me lover. He says he yeah. does. He does the regional accents. Yeah, of he's going to release his song. I've got a brand new Hyundai. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I've got a brand new Honda tractor. <laughs> yes. But no, I've seen it. That's him. Japanese, you'd say. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm I, I, I went for the South Korea. Oh, that's fair. You, you were pure. You were <laughs> I went pure. For the which purest. Is, that's, that's, you've workshopped me there, Andy, and you, and you, were, right, you were right to do so. But, um, that's good, yeah. Yeah. It's, he, I've, mm. I've heard his work before. He takes you around the. He's, does, he's done Cockney. He works. He's very good yeah. at that. Oh, of course, so he may be appearing with. We'll put him forward to Paul Whitehouse when Only Fools and Horses comes back. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he, he does all the regional accents are great. We pass them on to the people of South Korea, so if they ever come to England, they'll oh, be, they'll be over Good service he's providing. Yeah, I don't know if he yeah, does Scottish accent. I don't know where that would go mm, now. There you go. Uh, this bloke, Anon, you can see why, he's, why he signed Can't himself Anon. No. Yeah. Uh, it could be Anon, I suppose, because he spelt it wrong. A-N-N-O-N could be his name. But he's written to the Daily Star. Yeah. He said, it must be my age. I fancy Janine, who lost 74 pounds on the Weight Watchers ad. I think she looks lovely. All right then, mate. It's interesting. <laughs> it's a strange saying, one, though, isn't it? And on. I remember someone telling me... A t- no wonder he didn't want to admit who he was called. Someone telling me a tale of getting in, a, getting in an Uber, <laughs> and, uh, and it said, driver's name for new. And uh, got in and got in the cab yeah. saying, hello, Fanu, how are you? Just drop me here, Fanu. <laughs> and was, the, the driver was looking a bit non-plus. <laughs> then realised that uh, FN used for first name unknown. It's <laughs> not good. <laughs> Calling the lad Fanu for ten minutes. Well, not great, is not, it? Not ideal, really. Uh, Lee Bertram's been in mm. touch, the manager of uh, Hemel Hempstead. I want to go and see Hemel play, but of course they are too far up the football in food chain. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Crowd, so I will do mm. once, once that, that changes. He says, I'm going for Attenborough, mate. Uh, as the person you've turned on. No, it's not. It's not. We can't tell you, Lee. He's, he's, he's actually worse than that. He's turned on. He's, he's not turned on Attenborough. But uh, no, um, you can keep guessing. But I'm afraid I cannot tell you because uh, it would make Andy very unpopular. No, it made me look bad. And I don't want these days he is Mister Popular. Oh yes, why so? Yeah. Uh, the Sun had a whole page. I'm fascinated by this. They had a whole page devoted to the Rooney Vardy spat and letters yeah. page, and people. Yeah. Offering their opinions. Weighing in. And it's going to go to court, and it's going to probably anyway. Yeah, they might settle beforehand. They might, you know, but I think the Sun could settle this. I don't blame them for not doing this, and I know exactly why they're not doing it, because they're getting loads of ink out of it and lots of stories. But they could settle this story tomorrow. They know whether it was Rebecca Vardy who gave them the story or somebody who knows. (laughs) They know who gave them the stories. They could, could, couldn't they? They could just say, well, actually, she's right or she's right. You never give up a source, do you? Well, you know, um, but in this case, you know, if it goes to a big, long case... They may get a court subpoena, as uh, Roy (laughs) Roy Hudd Hudd once said. Have you got a court subpoena? (laughs) And uh, it's been a boom in plastic surgery, especially eye surgery, because people are doing all these Zoom calls. So... (laughs) Really? Yeah, so basically, and also if you're wearing a mask, all you can see is your eyes. So it becomes like a, you know, quite a stress on having non-baggy eyes and young eyes. So and, people are having work done on their eyes. That's bleak, yeah. isn't it? That's oh, it is bleak. bleak. Bleak story that no, is, Andy. So that's plastic surgeons, boom mics, perspex screens, 
hand gel, and people who make those signs that say "stay six meters apart." They're they're it's in. Been, it's it's work yeah. for them. Okay, somebody uh, just bought a big house near me, okay. and uh, and we, mm. they, they, well, well, oh, they're doing well at the moment. They're in PPE. Oh really? <laughs> That's the business. <laughs> That's, That's the it. business to suddenly be in, isn't it? It's very true. That's the actually, business no. to be in. Yeah. Tony Cascarino made a very good point about how to play against Liverpool. I was quite. Uh, in, interested to see what he said, and he he basically felt that Aston Villa and Leeds had got it right. That they attacked yeah. Liverpool. He said attack the right flank, and he said that Chelsea and Arsenal showed too much respect. Sorry. <laughs> I'll put the teeth in. <laughs> too much respect. Once you and, get on the tomb, Rick, mate, they'll they'll be coming out. There was all those words. You won't be maiming anybody, as you said in the first hour. It'd be brilliant. Instead yeah. of naming, be brave against the champions, and you'll be rewarded. I suspect. Mikel Arteta and Frank Lampard will be kicking themselves. Their teams didn't take a more bold approach. And I agree with that, because last year when we played Liverpool and ran them pretty close, we were bold, whereas this year we're just so negative in that game. I just didn't understand that approach. It wasn't helped, obviously, by uh, Christensen getting sent off. Yeah, no, I think, so. I think you're right. I mean, it was, it, you know, on, an, on another day. We were just watching the highlights back. They just showed the highlights back. We were talking to Hugh Rosencroft, mm. weren't we? And yeah. Then you see it go to 2-1. And it, we're all sitting there thinking, you've had your fun now, Villa. That's 4-2 to it. Liverpool. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. But, but you know, you, you can't, you, everything just went out the window. It was a brilliant performance. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Time then for the TalkSport Clips of the Month for um, September. And uh, we'll, we'll kick off uh, with uh, a couple of the boys mm. struggling with the name of a footballer. Darren Bent's going to start it. Discussing the French Bundesliga defender everyone wanted to sign up. I mean, yeah, Koubali seems to be the one that people have, have spoke about. But when I watched him in the Champions League, he, 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 he wasn't great yeah. at all. But I like the RP Leipzig centre-half. I mean, I'm not even going to try and say his name. Up and Campo. Yeah, that's not it. <laughs> Up and in yeah, that's uh, Upper Meccano. He, he, he didn't get that one right. No, he? actually, it's no wonder he decided against the move to the Premier League. Hey, Mickey Gray. So they've still got this this pot of gold that, they, that they're sitting on to bring in somebody like Jaden Sancho or um, Emma Kumbembe, who we've been talking about earlier on. Lovely girl, Emma, isn't she? Emma Kumbembe. Nice. My yeah, favourite. Shining light in the Kumbembe family. <laughs> so uh, that's one clip in itself, the Upper yeah, that's one clip. that you can vote for, yeah. On to number two. This is Natalie Sawyer crunching the numbers. So they're saying that, I don't know, semi-final losers, for example, two of those are £9 million pounds e- uh, between them. Semi-final winners win £9 million pounds each. Then you've got the final runners-up. They, uh, sorry, 900000 Final runners-up earn 900000 and the final winners will be £1.8 million pound winners. Does that make sense to you? Nope. Not really. No. <laughs> sorry. Not really, Natalie. Sorry, no. <laughs> and in a similar vein, here's Alan Brazil with a quiz question. West Bromwich Albion go to Goodison tomorrow on game day 12.30 kick-off. Everton's new signings, Rodriguez, created five chances against Spurs. Which is the most from a player in the Premier League debut since when Arsenal forward back in 2014? Um, back in, uh, yeah, so let me read that again. Everton's new signing, uh, James Rodriguez, created five chances against Spurs. Which is the most from a player on the Premier League debut uh, which which Arsenal forward back? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, it certainly doesn't. 
just, I prefer Natalie's. I love, I love Alan's timing when he just backs out and then goes, doesn't make sense. Annoyed. Uh, Fisherman's Blues now, and here's host Nigel Botherway chatting about his occasional stand-in host, Keith Arthur. I want to go fishing. I expect the music will be ramped up next week. I'll be away on holiday and uh, Keith Arthur will be in the hot seat. You know how much Keith loves his music. We all know Keith used to be in a band with... Oh, now Keith used to be in a band with. So we've got a bit of a quiz for you. Who who was he in a band with? I will kick you off. I'd say Brian May May from Queen, quite possibly. You got any thoughts? Yeah, I think he did play with Phil Carrick once, I'm pretty sure. Who's Phil Carrick? He's Yorkshire Spinner. I mean, Paul Carrick. (laughs) (laughs) It could be. Could be Paul Weller from the Jam. Phil Carrick. Could be Paul Weller from the Jam. Might even be Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm just trying to guess, but we give in. Who did he play in a band with? We all know Keith used to be in a band with Ruth from Yateley Angling Centre. Oh, oh okay. yeah, I love <laughs> Ruth from Yateley Angling. I've got a not, solo album, it's tremendous. It's, it's, yeah, not, not quite the star-studded <laughs> name I was expecting to hear, but uh, there we are. So uh, here, um, what's next then? It's an odd moment, isn't it? Uh, yes, it's an odd moment when something went wrong with the ads after Jenny's news bulletin. The allegations have been made by Olivia Troy, a former aide to Vice President Mike Pence. Talk sport weather with Quick Fit. Save time and money when you book an MOT and service together. Book online at quickfit.com today. Participating centres. See, we added that there. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Though, but it? that's really? how the rest of it went out. <laughs> so, yeah, do you like that one? I, I, I do, yeah. And finally, commentator Sam Matterface didn't sound massively interested in reporter Graham Beecroft's nostalgic anecdote. Bielsa on or off the bucket? He's off the bucket. Do you know what? I've been looking at that. It's not It's not a bucket. It's more like, you remember when you used to see an elephant in the circus and the, the, they used to get them all four feet on one Here's thing. Harrison in behind the defence. <laughs> yeah, concentrating on the game, really. Yeah, but despite that snub, Beaky was determined <laughs> to get to the end of his tail. And just to finish that thing I was talking about before, don't you think a bucket, uh, in inverted commas, looks more like one of those things an elephant used to stand on in the circus when elephants were allowed to be circus animals? Look at it. It's got stars on it and everything. Oh, it's click inside the area. Yeah, there is a game on, Beaky. Much as we're enjoying the story. Through. It's a really exciting game. Yeah. Beaky obsessed with Bielsa's elephant bucket. <laughs> Bielsa's elephant bucket and Phil Carrick. So, what do we like? Do we like the boys attempting the uh, Leipzig player's name? Do we like Natalie crunching the numbers? Alan with his quiz question. Uh, who was uh, Keith Arthur in a band with? Uh, the Dalek-like uh, advert? Uh, or Beaky's uh, Circus Elephant story? You can go to Twitter, at TSHNJ, T-S-H-A-N-D-J. We'll have two semi-finals. And then the winners of the two semi-finals, much of this works and everything else, will go into the final and you can go and vote again in the final. So we'll keep you in touch with voting. But go and vote for your favourite at T-S-H-N-J. It's T-S-H-A-N-D-J. And we will play the winner once again for you just before Goffey and Adrian join us at four with Drive. So, uh, yeah, at T-S-H-N-J. We look forward to getting your votes in. Uh, in the meantime, Andy, do you, do you have anything you'd like to share with the class? Well, I wasn't expecting that. Are you uh, going to vote? I've, I've got the votes yeah. up here, Andy. I, I'm going to vote for my favourite. Okay. Right, and I'm voting for one in one semi-final and I've voted for one in the other ones. And they are the ones currently in the lead. 
at this very early stage. So uh, go along and vote for your faves. That's good. Um, oh, yeah, well, this, uh, what was that thing about... Uh, hold on, let's see if I can find it. No, I don't think I'm going to be... Able to, oh, yes, here it is. The Loch Ness Monster has been spotted in a sonar image, apparently. Is it? I thought what? you were going to say in a, in a nightclub. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And I'm reporting him. Yeah. But he'll probably get away with any. won't cost him anything. Director of Cruise Loch Ness, Ronald McKenzie, said he knew he'd found something eye-catching on his boat's equipment. Yeah. We have real state-of-the-art sonar. It doesn't lie, he said, but it still doesn't mean it's Nessie. You've, have you been up to Loch Ness, Andy? Uh, yes, they've a got like a little, long time ago. They've yeah. got like a little Once. museum you can go in, and uh, they have sort of sonar and all the various mm. stories over. Oh, that'll be the phone. People have been here. People that was dance. People have been here before. Dance. People have been here before, of course, claiming yeah. that they've got the Loch Ness monster on yeah. sonar, and it's uh, a log or something. So I mean, we won't maybe be spotted my shirt that was yeah. wearing the other day. Uh, Dancers asked a question. He oh, says, yeah. "I'm driving a South End, listening That's to really you." Nice, isn't it? It's not in the Alan Partridge sense, I take it, Dance. <laughs> <laughs> Those to go and do a commentary, of course, I'm sure, on the EFL trophy. He says, when does a clip become a classic clip, the kind that gets played out every Christmas Eve? That's a very good question. Yeah, I, think I, it's... I, I, it, I don't know, that's a very good question. What, what makes it make the cut, really? I think we have to really love it. It has to appeal to us personally, doesn't it, really? Yeah. You know, you've all got our favourites, and, yeah, then you just gets played a couple of times, and then... I don't know, it's a very good question, Dance. Yeah. We've never really We've, looked into it. We'll, we will do now, though, Dance. And uh, good luck tonight in commentary. I'll take it that'll be for uh, for uh, Talk Sport 2 this evening. We've got a load of EFL uh, I don't trophy know if you've games. you've ever written a begging letter to anybody. <laughs> do you know what? No, I haven't. Uh, but honestly, have you ever written a begging I letter to anybody? I haven't. And I can't really see the point but of who it. Who would put their hand up? Who'd admit to that? Well, oh, I don't yeah, know. I'll write, I'll write three or four begging letters a week to people just on the off chance. You know, if you throw enough at the wall, some of it's bound to stick. But Donald Fear, who won uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, you may remember a few weeks back. Oh, yeah, won a million quid. Yeah. He's been stunned by the deluge of requests for money he's received from around the world. It's a very odd thing. I mean, you know, look, it's a million pounds. It's a lot of money, but he's yeah. got a family. He's got the rest of his life to live. He's not going to yeah. be dolling it out as if he's some sort of like you know charity institute it's I incredible think, I, I don't maybe, know what people think you know that, I mean, that there are some very good causes out there and some desperate people you can understand it sometimes yeah. can't no you? no I can understand it but you know generally it won't be that will it you know that's the well. thing Okay, well, Chancer, like you. Um, <laughs> have you ever written a begging letter? Did you strike me as somebody who might have done? <laughs> Apart from the one I'm going to write to David Beckham one day as, as a distant <laughs> member of the family. That's true. Um, very distant. Anyway, what about pensioner Alan Foster? What about this, him, Andy? I love this story because it was in what the... What about th- pensioner Alan Foster? <laughs> he regularly gets stopped show in by... a nutshell. <laughs> exactly. What happened he, to him? He gets stopped by strangers because he looks like Bruce Forsyth. Yeah. The great Grandfather, eighty-seven, is the spitting image. Well, he sort of looks like him, but, but Bruce died what? three years ago. Why would you say to him, "Hello, mate, you look like the late Bruce Forsyth"? Are you him? Yeah. Well, clearly not. Clearly not. That was my point, Reid. I thought it was a strange story. I'm not story. him. Him, I'm not. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. We spoke to uh, the then eleven-year-old lad, clearly not anymore, who came up with the whole concept of Gunnosaurus. Yeah. 
at Arsenal and talked about uh, what's been going on at the club after that news yesterday. Well, Fletch is here and uh, we've got some breaking sports news, Fletch. We have some big news coming out of the red half of North London involving Gunnosaurus and Mesut Ozil. He's tweeted in the last few moments to say, I was so sad that Jerry Key, a.k.a. our famous and loyal mascot Gunnosaurus, an integral part of our club, was being made redundant after 27 years. As such, he's offering to reimburse the club with the full salary of the big green guy, as he calls him, for as long as I'll be an Arsenal player. So Jerry can continue his job that he loves so much. So you heard it here first. Mesut Ozil offering to bail out the Gunnosaurus. Breaking news from North London here on Talk Sport. He'll be annoyed when he finds out that uh, Gunnosaurus is on 360 grand a week, though, won't he? <laughs> be straight into the agent having a word. It's a win-win situation because uh, it's a tax write-off for Mesut, isn't it, really? <laughs> is that the route you've gone down, is it? Yeah. Really? So, a uh, nice touch, though. Well done to him. Yeah, good. I anyway, uh, well, this is great news for the um, mascot fraternity. Um, mm. it's just It just so happens that we're going to uh, speak to a mascot now, but not about mascot issues. Uh, he was one of the many people our next guest who ran the London Marathon uh, at a distance, of course, in this case, in Cleethorpes. It's brilliant. Uh, 16.1 million was raised for thousands of charities in the virtual race. It was a fantastic idea. It was well, a brilliant thing, but, of course, normally it raises about 66 million. Yeah. So, you know, you realise that it's still charities still missing out. Uh, and this is James Whaley. He is the Grimsby Town uh, mascot, and he ran around um, Blundell Park um, 130 times, I believe. And we're going to be able to establish, did he run around the whole stadium or just around the pitch? I think he ran around the pitch. We'll find out. Hi, James. Hi, good afternoon. You ran around the pitch, didn't you, on the old running track or the kind of little perimeter bit, I take it. That's what you did, didn't you? Yeah, just around the touchline, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, a touch monotonous, I think it's fair to say. When did you start to get bored? Uh, after about three laps, I think. <laughs> did you have any sort of, it be difficult, but did you have anybody sort of egging you on, encouraging you? Um, obviously, with the current situation we're all aware about, um, the only person that was allowed in was my wife. So, uh, right. it was just me and my wife and my two kids, that was it. Oh, so they would, I mean, oh, again... Yeah, well, they would have cheered you. Come on, they? Daddy, come on. And and you get, to, after about three or four laps, they're going, yeah, we get the idea, you're running round the pitch. <laughs> so maybe, did they flag a bit, James? Yeah, definitely. I think my daughter <laughs> did about three quarters of it with me. So she, uh, I was quite concerned about what she was doing. She's only six, but um, <laughs> either I was going slow or she was doing too much, I don't know. <laughs> That's great. So, um, so you are Mighty Mariner, who's like an old boy, isn't he? Uh, with a flat cap and big sideies and stuff. I've seen him. But you didn't run in the mascot suit, although that is a staple of the London Marathon, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it is. Mighty Mariner, obviously a lot of people <laughs> often ask me what he is, but... He's an old fisherman, but I don't know if he looks like a scarecrow or... Um, he, yeah, he's an old fisherman, but no, I, I ran in my half Grimsby Town shirt, half Lincoln City shirt, and my Scunthorpe shorts. There's a bit of a rivalry kind of thing. Yeah, because that, did that mean fans of all those clubs yeah, that give, you a, idea, bit, give you a bit of support rather than making it just a Grimsby thing? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's been a two-year journey, really. So we um, last year, we visited... 92 grounds in 92 hours with a mighty mariner and poacher from Lincoln. Hmm. Um, and the last couple of years, it's seen us raise nearly 60 grand for terminally ill children. So, oh, brilliant. Yeah, that's brilliant. And, uh, how much training did you do for the marathon? Well, uh, that's the question. I uh, I always knew that things were going to get cancelled. And uh, I'll be honest, three days before this virtual London marathon, I wasn't doing it. Right. And I got a phone call from the media saying, Hi, James, what time are you starting on Sunday? We're looking to do a little thing. <laughs> <laughs> I went, You're joking. I can't, I, 
I, I can't say to you on the radio what I said, but um, yeah. So I did. <laughs> I did one one run in the last two months. But um, wow. hey, oh. what would you rather? Would, would you rather the tarmac of London or would you rather Blundell Park? Come on, yeah, Blundell Park. And how how did you do? I mean, time wise, you know, what did you do? About five and a half hours, I think. Right. Okay, oh. look, that's still not bad. You got round, you got finished with very little training in recent training. What about so after you, effects? How, how, how are you feeling? Since, yeah, since then. Oh, mate, after, I tell you, because I was running round and round and I, I was feeling it in my left knee so much, I'm standing there like a flamingo on one leg, I tell you, it's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you could have reversed and gone, you know, back on yourself and gone sort of turn right rather than turn left. But... Yeah, we, we did. We did one, one hour one way, one hour the other oh, way, well, one blimey. hour one way. But yeah, it was, um, but yeah, obviously, um, I think that's a minor issue because I was worried about getting laid off after I heard about all Gunasaurus, eh? Yeah, yeah, but what good news. That, that Meza, I mean, it's bizarre, isn't it? Meza Ozil, if you heard that, he is, he's going to pay um, Gunasaurus his wages and all the time he's still at Arsenal. So uh, that, what a lovely gesture. You know, it's lovely. I, I can only imagine the night before the announcement, Arsenal sat around and said, what's the worst thing we can do? Yeah. And they come up with that. Because, yeah. you know, even even myself at Grimsby Town, it's, Mascot's are such a pivotal figure and they do so much for the club. And I, I had the pleasure of meeting Gunasaurus last year and such a great guy and just so much for the club. And I can't, I can't, I can't think of anything worse, eh? Yeah, yeah. I, and what have you been doing during, sorry, Paul, during yeah. matches? I mean, are, are you still standing there and encouraging the players and, and seen by the fans who are watching it, uh, you know, on remotely? Coast, remotely? No, no, um, I'm, I'm, I'm banned as well at the moment. <laughs> really? Is that, is that, I suppose it's because uh, it's another person in the ground. That's the thing, isn't it? They're keeping to the very bare minimum the people that can be in the stadium. So I suppose the mascots are, are, are not seen as, as key staff, unfortunately. So that's why they keep you out. No, and definitely, and, and as well, like like I was just saying about Gunasaurus, um, the ninety minutes that the mascots at the match for is kind of a small part of being a mascot, really, because it's like now is um, you know I'm very much in the community and schools and open days, and if if they are open days, and you know, so keeping busy that way, really. How did you get the gig? How did you, how did you become the mascot? I'm friends with the uh, with the old mascot, and um, he hung his boots up after sixteen years, and. Um, and I, I, was, I was given a proposition, so there's nothing wrong with dressing up on a Saturday. So why not? No, do you get you obviously you get to see the game. Do you sometimes get involved, give, giving the players a hug and, and stuff like that? Yeah, definitely. I, I always remember. I said to someone, I said, "Are you allowed to run on the pitch as a mascot?" And the guy said, "Who's going to tell you off?" Yeah. <laughs> one, you know. And the, the thing is with a mascot, the, the mascots that are well known are the ones that you know close to the wind are the ones that you yeah. know, mess about a little bit. So uh, yeah, you've, you've got a. You've got to, you know, play it, play it cool. But you've, you've got to have a laugh, haven't you? You don't wind up the away end you now if you're if you're winning easily. I don't. I, I can't remember the last time we won to be fair. <laughs> yeah. <what's that> <laughs> yeah, maybe it's maybe they need you back. I mean, I've only had a couple of games, but it's not not a great start, of course, is it? Particularly. No, it's difficult. It's difficult, and obviously with uh, with Ian Holloway coming, we're expecting you know good things, and uh, we've, we've we've not managed to get going yet. So. Uh, Hopefully uh, this weekend away at Bolton we can put things put things right. Have you met Ollie yet? I have, I have, and uh, yeah, what what a guy! He's a great man. <laughs> yeah, he's great, great funny. I yeah, think I think uh, your job's safe all the time. Ollie's there. I don't think he'd see off the mascot. So yeah, yeah, he, he actually he actually introduced me on one of his speaking nights as uh, the guy with a head the same size as the mascot. <laughs> <laughs> so look, let's, let's see if we can raise a bit more money after your your fine effort. So t- tell us who, who the charity that's benefiting uh, from your marathon. So it's uh, when you wish upon a star, and ultimately these guys, you know, uh, the, the take terminally ill children to Lapland and, and other things. But that's what they do. So uh, if if you just go on um, 
the Grimsby Town website, and there's an article on there, and the fundraising the fundraising link is on there. Yeah, I remember David David English, our old friend Lord yeah. Bunbury, used to go on the Christmas trip, didn't he? Quite often on the with, when you were shooting on a star and said it was yeah. yeah. yeah you, people was asking me about the challenge, and and you know yeah. what? When when you meet some of these children, the battles they're having, yeah, you know, running around a football pitch 130 times is is, is nothing, is it really? Absolutely. Yeah. Well done, though. Well done, good man. Well done, James. Thanks for joining us. Uh, justgiving.com forward slash fundraising. Uh, forward slash uh, James Dash Whaley W H A L E Y three. But if I'm sure that they can track you down on Just Giving. So yeah, good to talk to you. All the best. There we are. That's James. Whaley. We tried to loan out Stanford the line, but he didn't want to go to West Ham. So I'm not going. I'm <laughs> well, sorry. you know, it's great. I mean, it does mean that I know Valencia, Tottenham had shown an interest. Other clubs had shown an interest in Gunnosaurus. So <laughs> yeah. it does mean he'll be staying at Arsenal. I mean, it's good news. I wonder what make him happier, Dave. Thomas Partey or, or Gunnosaurus getting his wages paid. Thomas Partey. It's a bit embarrassing view. for the club. I hope they, I hope they, I hope they take Meza Urzel up on it. Yeah, it'd be a, it's a nice gesture meant oh, in be, the right way. Terrible if they don't. If they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we'll see. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Thanks to everybody who voted for the September Clips of the Month. We have our winner with 57% of the vote, beating out Beaky and his circus elephant story that Sam wasn't interested in. It is Big Alan Brazil and that quiz question. West Bromwich are being go to Goodison tomorrow on game day 12.30 kick-off. Everton's new signings, Rodriguez, created five chances against Spurs. Which is the most from a player in the Premier League debut since when Arsenal forward back in 2014? Um, back in, uh, yeah, so let me read that again. Everton's new signing, uh, James Rodriguez, created five chances against Spurs. Which is the most from a player on the Premier League debut uh, which which Arsenal forward back? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Give up. <laughs> the timing it doesn't make sense. I love that. It's very good. Thanks to everybody who voted. We're back tomorrow. We've been marking a great footballing anniversary from someone who was right at the heart of it on the day. So have a fine evening. Coming up next, Goffey and Adrian were drive. Alan was right. It didn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. There we are. That clip, that Alan clip is a joy. So uh, thanks to everybody who voted, and uh, we will catch up with you uh, tomorrow. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.